This is the truth, live and all-timers show, brought to you by Passionate Wild Talk Radio and Global Media Network, LLC. Passionate Wild Talk Radio is a wholly owned subsidiary of Global Media Network, LLC, and our motto is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. I'm Ken Paglia, and I'm here to introduce your host. She is an Alzheimer's and dementia expert. She is a best-selling author. She is a world-renowned public speaker. She is Lisa Skinner, and we have a fantastic episode planned for you today. Lisa will be doing a tribute episode to the late, great Tony Bennett, reminding everyone just how miraculous and powerful his music has proven to be for people living with Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. Lisa will share with her audience a true story from her book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's Secret Faces, about a man named Sam who hadn't spoken a word for over a year until he heard a special song. He started belting out the words to that song, and Lisa continues her story, her episode, with a similar story about how Tony Bennett, in an advanced stage of Alzheimer's disease, could still remember every word to every song he sang, even when he couldn't even tell you his name anymore. In her What's News segment, Lisa discusses how the FDA has taken strong action against companies who manufacture supplements that claim to treat or cure Alzheimer's disease and other medical conditions when there's no evidence that supports that they do. And with that, I'm very pleased to turn it over to our host, Lisa Skinner. Excellent, excellent. Thanks so much, Ken. I do want to pay tribute to the late Tony Bennett. And we are just, we've lost such an icon uh, about a week ago. So I want to um, attribute this episode to him. And as Ken mentioned, I do have a story in my book, Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's. It's Secret Faces that I'm going to share with you. And it is very similar to the story that I'm going to tell you about Tony Bennett. And it's all about the miracle of music. Uh, So it is a true story of a man named Sam who lived at one of the assisted living facilities that I happened to work at. So I personally witnessed this miracle. It is a remarkable illustration of the miracle of music. Now, Sam was initially placed in an assisted living facility. He had been living there for years. When the company decided to add a memory care, a specialized memory care neighborhood, to this same facility where Sam was living. The director of the new memory care wing was assessing the residents for her new program, and so she decided to visit Sam. When she entered his room, he was curled up in a fetal position, barely moving, and she read in his chart that he had not spoken a word for over a year. She also read in his chart that he stayed in his room all the time, 
that he was completely isolated and would not go to the community dining room for any meals. So the staff brought his food to him in his room. The notes in this chart had described a man who had been progressively declining and was thought to be in his last stage of dementia. Well, the memory care director thought he was a perfect candidate for her new program. So she had him moved into her new memory care wing and was introduced to her strategic and deliberate memory care program that she had implemented. Well, one day, Sam was wheeled out to a musical concert that they were holding in the memory care living room. Sam sat in his chair and listened to the pianist play his tunes and sing songs to the residents. The pianist had just begun playing the song Old Lang Syne when all of a sudden Sam stood up out of his chair and started belting out the words to the song and clapping his hands to the music. Everyone was shocked. Then, within a few months, Sam was engaging with other residents and actually walking around the community. It was a true miracle. Now, this story is a great example of how helping a person living with dementia can persevere their very basic human need of purpose and dignity, which can make all the difference to enhancing their quality of life. So my suggestion is go ahead and make a playlist for your loved ones that include their favorite songs from their earlier years. Doing this can help transport them to a happier place that can ease the anxiety and agitation that they live with every day. So I want to mention that in Sam's story, it is important to remember what caused the changes in his ability to communicate. I really don't want to offer false hope that Alzheimer's disease and dementia-related illnesses are reversible. On the contrary, they are progressive, degenerative disorders that do worsen over time. Alzheimer's disease and other dementia gradually diminish a person's ability to communicate. Communication with a person with Alzheimer's disease requires patience, understanding, and good listening skills. In Sam's story, Old Lang Syne, it's important also to remember that his initial caregivers mistook his decreased social engagement for a decline in cognitive health. And this caused him to spiral further into social isolation. The resurgence of his communication skills can be attributed to providing Sam with the proper care environment, a trained staff, and sensory stimulating activities. I've said before, the right treatment environment can provide a sense of purpose and belonging. And a big part of the solution is identifying activities that patients enjoy during their prime. 
helping them engage in those activities does wonders for their self-esteem and provides a much-needed sensory stimulation. Also, a well-coordinated program which incorporates these elements can decrease challenging behaviors and, most importantly, can fulfill the patient's need to feel like they're living a meaningful life. A person living with brain disease that causes dementia will slowly change over its course as the disease progresses. The person, unfortunately, that you once knew will begin to fade and will eventually disappear. Sometimes personalities change and become different, and the control that the person had over his life will erode. So it's extremely difficult for family members and caregivers to understand and accept these changes. However, knowing that these changes are inevitable and being prepared for them will make your journey with your loved one much easier to bear. You will eventually become the interpreter of your loved one's signs, symptoms, and behaviors. And in this story, we heard how helping a person living with dementia can preserve their very basic human need of purpose and dignity, which, trust me, can make all the difference in the world to enhancing their quality of life. So uh, just a, a real quick mention, a growing number of studies and research confirms the power of music in caring for people who have Alzheimer's or other types of dementia. There have been studies on this topic for decades. They found out that music stimulates many parts of the brain, and this is why the people with Alzheimer's disease may still be able to recall words of songs, but not words in general conversation. Music also encourages physical activity among people living with Alzheimer's disease, which can be an important part of their daily treatment. So now I'm going to share with you a similar story, a similar true story that some of you might recognize, which also illustrates the power and the miracle of music. So here we go. On November 21st, 2021, on his 95th birthday, the beloved singer Tony Bennett, who has won over generations of fans with his memorable song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, also left his heart on the stage of Radio City Music Hall while performing with Lady Gaga on the TV special, which was called One Last Time, an evening with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. And that aired on CBS, uh, as quoted by CNN. Now, after being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, Tony Bennett's family members have said that sometimes he doesn't even know where he is or what's happening around him. I saw that myself when I saw the episode of 60 Minutes that he was appearing on. He was with his wife, Susan Benedetto, 
And it's very, it was very apparent to me watching that interview that he didn't have a clue as to where he was or what was going on. His wife had to answer every question for him. But when his pianist sat down at the piano and began playing, Tony Bennett leaped out of his chair, approached the piano, and started belting every single song that was being played. Now, his wife, Susan, said that once she saw him on stage that night with his eyes twinkling and his arms outstretched towards the crowd, she knew everything would be all right. She said she had no idea what to expect, and she was really nervous that he would just stand there and not know what to do or what to say. But he became himself. She said he just turned on. It was like a light switch. And that's what she told 60 Minutes. Now, that's because music and performing are so ingrained in the singer, which is what Tony Bennett's neurologist, Dr. Gayatri Debbie, said. Now, people respond differently based on their strengths, but in Tony's case, it's his musical memory and his ability to be a performer. Those are an innate and hardwired part of his brain. So even though he doesn't know that what day it might be or where his apartment is, he can still sing the entire repertoire of his American songbook and still move people. Lady Gaga told 60 Minutes that it was heartbreaking to watch what Bennett was going through. He said that Tony had been calling her sweetheart every time she'd see him since the pandemic began, and she really wasn't sure that he knew who she was. But when it came to the the show that they did together and she came on stage to join him during the Radio City Music Hall concert, Bennett appeared to have no doubt. Wow, he said as she twirled around in a shimmering gold gown. Lady Gaga! She also told 60 Minutes that she heard a powerful message in his last Radio City Music Hall performance. It's not a sad story. It's an emotional one. It's hard to watch somebody change. She said she thinks what's been beautiful about it, and, but what's been challenging is to see how his disease affects him in some ways, but how it doesn't affect his talent. I think he really pushed through something to give the world the gift of knowing that things can change and that you can still be magnificent. Well, why is it that music is so magical for people living with dementia? What exactly is it about the power of music that can wake up the sleeping giant in our brains? Well, I did some research on the subject, and this is what I discovered. These studies that have been performed over the decades show us 
music uses several interactive mechanisms, which include sensory, cognitive, affective, behavioral, spiritual, and social. And the part of the brain which music responds to is often retained well into the disease. Music can access parts of the memory that are hard to reach in any other way. It also engages a person's strengths and may influence a wide range of skills. Listening to music activates multiple brain areas, including cognitive, sensory motor, and emotional processing. They've found that music does have a close relationship with unconscious emotions. There is a strong connection between the brain's auditory cortex and emotions, which offers a biological link for sound to be processed almost immediately by the areas of the brain associated with long-term memory and the emotion. When the conscious mind is compromised, like it does when a person has dementia, music can actually reach the subconscious. Music has been shown to connect with individuals in a way that words simply cannot. Modern imaging technology has revealed that music is processed by many different parts of the brain and not limited to a single region. It has demonstrated that our memory works like a file system where it takes in information, alters it, organizes it, and then stores it. Retrieval of our memories are particularly challenging in those with dementia as the disease damages certain pathways used by neurons in the brain. They described it like it's trying to type with a keyboard that's missing some of the keys. The concept of the missing letter or keys still exists but there's no way to display it. So fortunately, studies have shown that those pathways are spared until the later stages of dementia. Music also stimulates the brain to create positive emotional responses by triggering the parts of the nervous system, such as the brain's reward system. This produces feel-good chemicals that we've heard of called dopamine and serotonin. Music can also be used in so many ways and again, can transport people who suffer from dementia to a happier place and also can ease the anxiety and agitation they live with on a daily basis. Now, some of the proven benefits for dementia patients include it can calm someone who's restless or uncomfortable. It increases social interaction and engagement with other people, allowing them to have more meaningful relationships with less time spent on behavioral issues. It can create better sleep patterns. Music can also touch areas of the brain that are still intact, and bring those pathways to the forefront. This can actually improve recall of memory. Music therapy can bring a sense of control over one's life by accessing parts of the brain that are familiar 
and comfortable to the tunes. Also, singing and dancing can aid in physical rehabilitation. Neurological damage can be recovered by listening to and playing music. Additionally, playing music in the evening can reduce the anxiety during periods of what we call sundowning or late-day confusion and agitation, uh, the times that that typically starts to show up. And it also can be used to help seniors with depression who are in pain, changes, who have had changes in their health status, and who are seemingly having difficulty adjusting to their new living arrangement. According to the National Institutes on Aging, music therapy for dementia can both be a pleasant link to the past and a nourishing connection to the present for them. So the ultimate goal of music therapy used for dementia patients is to return them to an awareness of their time, place, and identity. It's been shown to help them regain a sense of themselves and where they fit into their new world. And just like Sam in our old Lang Syne story, we see people who have not spoken in years begin to sing songs that they knew in their early teens and early adulthood. As I said, I have personally witnessed this many, many times in my 30-year career, and I am just astonished every time. So I'm going to remind you, Playlists are powerful, so please make one for your loved one and, and uh, base it on a collection of their favorite songs from their er- earlier years. So that is the content that I want to share with you and how it relates to Tony Bennett. And my goodness, I just want to say, rest in peace, Tony. You are a very, very, very special man, and we will sorely miss you. So in my What's News segment in today's episode, I want to talk about supplement claims that sound too good to be true. And this is actually happening. Now, although there are many thousands of supplements and hundreds of conditions for which they're in it's often hard to say if they're doing much of anything. Now, this article was written by a doctor, so I am uh, quoting from um, this article that he wrote. He says, for example, glucosamine has been promoted for many years as, quote, good for joint health, unquote. He says he has patients who swear by it, but the best studies, according to him, suggest modest effects, if any. When it comes to heart-healthy vitamins, consider the example of vitamin E, once considered potentially useful to prevent or treat heart disease. Yet, study after study has shown no benefit. In fact, it may increase the risk of heart failure and 
for uh, as far as probiotic supplements, according to this doctor, there is no convincing evidence that their use improves digestive health or prevents digestive disease in healthy people. Rather than focus on the benefits touted, it may make more sense to read the standard FDA disclaimer required on these supplements. These statements, according to him, have not been evaluated by the FDA. Fortunately, the FDA does take note of the false claims that go too far. On February 11, 2019, Scott Gottlieb, the FDA commissioner, announced a plan to modernize regulation and oversight of dietary supplements. His key points include notifying the public promptly if a dietary supplement is illegal or dangerous and should not be consumed. Number two, ensuring flexible regulations to evaluate the safety of the product while encouraging development of new products. Number three, creating a consortium of leading scientific minds from industry, academia, and government to improve safety evaluations of dietary supplements. And number four, taking strong actions against makers of illegal products, including those making false claims or containing impurities or ingredients that are not listed on the label. What are the rules? Supplement makers can and have been allowed to make general claims about connections between their supplement and the body's structure and function. For example, a vitamin maker touting calcium in a product can say it's good for bone health, although calcium supplements may offer little or nothing for most people with healthy bones. Diets rich in calcium and no medical condition requiring extra calcium. Supplement makers cannot claim their product treats or prevents a particular disease. That disclaimer, which may seem to contradict marketing promises, must appear on every product package. So these commercials, that are out there suggesting that a supplement can reverse or slow Alzheimer's disease or any dementia are perilously close to running afoul of the rules or marketing supplements. So what is the, U, the FDA, I mean, yeah, the US FDA doing about it? Well, they have recently issued 12 warning letters and five online advisory letters. So, in other words, to 17 different companies, to foreign and domestic companies that are illegally selling more than 58 products, many that are sold as dietary supplements, which are unapproved new drugs, and or misbranded drugs that claim to prevent, treat, or cure Alzheimer's disease, as well as a number of other diseases and health conditions. These products, which are often sold on websites and social media platforms, have not 
been reviewed by the FDA and are not proven safe and effective to treat these diseases and health conditions that they're claiming to treat. These products may be ineffective, unsafe, and could prevent a person from seeking an appropriate diagnosis and treatment. So basically, the bottom line is the FDA has taken action against 17 companies for illegally selling products claiming to treat Alzheimer's disease. The FDA alerted these companies to stop the illegal sale of products claiming to treat Alzheimer's disease. So, FYI, watch out for false promises about so-called Alzheimer's cures. The FTC and FDA have sent warning letters to companies selling dietary supplements claiming to treat Alzheimer's disease and remediate or cure other serious illnesses such as disease and also cancer. So that's what I have for you in my What's News segment. And what I have to say is Buyer beware. I thought that I'm just astonished that what I read about these companies not having to, to uh, really um, prove any of their products actually do what they claim to do is just mind-boggling. So uh, there you have it. Um, before we sign off for today's episode, Ken does have a couple of announcements to make. And then I'll be right back to say goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Truth, Lies, and Alzheimer's show with your host, Lisa Skinner. This program can be found on our website at passionateworldtalkradio.com under the Shows tab. You can also search for us on YouTube. And on Facebook, you can find Lisa by searching for Lisa Skinner Author. If you're interested in Lisa's books, or training programs, go to truthliesalzheimers.com, and her books are also available on all major bookselling platforms, including Amazon and Apple Books. And with that, Lisa, take us home. Waiting for you. Remember, listen with compassion and act with patience. These are all very necessary attributes to have in order to outlast Alzheimer's disease. One last minute. I've said it before, but I'm going to say. This is a strategy. We'll be able to have an easier time while struggling with this disease. Send me your comments and suggestions on what topics you'd like to see. Dementia Whisperer 1 at 
social media page, please leave your comments or questions, and I will do my best to address them. So I genuinely look forward to receiving your thoughts and ideas, and in the meantime, take care of you. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.